0: Afternoon, everybody. This is your host, Huge Pop, the Huge Pop Wrestling Power Hour Extreme, talking Survivor Series with my boy Sin. Welcome back to the show, Sin, Happy and our to new be guest, here. Bam Bam. From what up? How you guys doing? You know what? Tonight, today, actually, to this morning. Holy crap! <laughs> we are going to break down Survivor Series and be feel free to give your opinions on everything, guys. Uh, and because this is a who cares. What your thoughts are, if they're your opinions, they're your opinions, and we're going to talk about Rust. We're going to talk about Survivor Series. So, uh, look who pops in, in. but who is it? the famous Gina. What's up, Gina? Welcome to the show. Welcome, hi Gina. I well, miss you, miss you, girl. So, um, of course, Survivor Series being one of what I call uh, WWE's top four, top five. I call the PPVs. They're now calling it whatever they want to call it.
1: Premium live events.
0: PLS, PLEs, yeah. who cares? Whatever. It's still pay-per-views for me. Um, Survivor Series was last night. So uh it had four what four matches. It had the women's uh the war games, the men's war games, they had um Rhea Ripley, Joey Starks, they had Miz and Gunther. That missed one.
1: Yeah, that's five total. I think you named them all off.
2: Okay. Yeah, you forgot about uh, Escobar and uh, Dragon Escobar Lee. Escobar
0: and Dragon Lee, which is probably one of my favorites, actually. So, um, Anyways, let's break down the first match, uh, the War Games women's match. And I'll let Sid and Bam, Bam go first, what their thoughts were of that match, and then I'll finish up this story until we, we're moving into the next one. So, whichever one you guys want to give their uh, thoughts on that match, feel free to go do so.
1: I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Um, as a whole, there was nothing wrong with the match. You know what I mean. Um, I think I gave it a three out of five. Um, that's why I was glancing over to my side. I have it jotted down. Um, it's just uh, I've always been a huge fan of war games, and I don't feel like they did everything. They they left some meat on the bone. You know what I mean. Uh obviously the crowd wanted to see a table that we we learned that the first match. They really wanted to see tables. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. um the some of the high spots were pretty dang good. Uh the spot where she put the trash can over and jumped off the cage probably is what comes out to mind for me. Uh but overall, um I don't know. It it seemed to lack some of the viciousness that I expect out of a war games match. That's where I kind of sat on it. Okay. All right. Bam bam.
2: Well, I mean, it's hard. It's always hard with a with a multi person match, is what I'm gonna start off by saying. There's there's way too much going on. There's having to remember everything from start to finish, and it's like, okay, what do we do? And a lot of stuff sometimes maybe isn't planned. And that is uh And it it shows a lot like when when uh, Becky and Bailey started started, there was a lot of like it's almost like as as from a from a worker standpoint, like they were like, okay, what do we do to fill this gap? We just got to kind of do something just to fill the time for the next person to come out. And uh, it felt like there was a lot of stalling. They did some there wasn't really much planned for a spot uh, except for that kendo stick shot in the beginning and it just uh it felt like they were k- kind of lost from watching it and to me like i felt like there was also a lot of like kind of standing around during the setups like when they're setting up the high spots like they're just standing there waiting for the next person to hit them when they could have just hit them themselves and kept going but that's when it comes to big time wwe though that's you know they, they they get the pass for that but on the indie scene we we would have got yelled at when we walked backstage (laughs) for standing there
1: yeah i agree they use the camera to pan away from certain things
2: yeah
1: so you don't notice them but a live crowd would notice them
2: yeah the um the uh one the one spot of the night that i liked the most was the trash can spot that was hilarious like the way she sold that in and she was like huh Puts it on and goes off the side of the cage. It's like, oh my god, that, that was awesome. But that that was for me the spot of the night, like like that made me laugh and pop for it. Um, other the other than that, though, the match was like really good. Um, Charlotte actually looked back for her moonsault, I think, for the first time ever. Jim Cornette would, would be happy seeing that. <laughs>
1: that. was one thing I noticed too. She got all the way up there and she looked over her shoulder, and I'm like. Yep. Finally,
2: finally. Yeah, finally. Yep. And then, uh, I mean, there was, there were some other things that I felt took forever. Like, uh, they like when, when they were doing the double finisher spot, uh, towards the end there and, uh, they were they there, they were supposed to get cut off, um, by, by the two jumping off the top rope, like that, I think took a little too long. I'm like, dude, like normally people would have tapped by now. And, and these finishers, you got to hurry up and get up there. Like that took a little too long. Like, but yeah, the, oh, the spot I wasn't fond of, because I'm watching it here as we're, as we're on this, um, it, it remind me of uh, Bianca with her hair, right? She pulls in Bailey and I think it was EO yeah, and yeah. did, did a double suplex and it always looks terrible it if it's not hooked hooked right and one of them like she did it i'm like man you should just 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 did a double ddt Yeah,
1: i agree because <laughs> right. bailey went totally sideways funky yeah. on the suplex
2: yeah 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 uh, there was blood when there wasn't supposed to be, which I thought was kind of funny. Because as soon as Becky caught some color here, they when they when they when they took her out, it was uh they they had the EMT patching her up there trying to get her to stop bleeding on the side of the side of the cage. I know I noticed that last night too. I but, didn't uh, even catch that. Yeah, the uh, the one thing I I, I did kind of have a uh, confuse about is like. The the whole uh, I was kind of confused on on the whole heel face aspect as, as aspect because it seemed like damage control is supposed to be the bad guys but yet they were getting huge cheers from the crowd for stuff and it's like wow that's a that's a that's a stone cold response
1: <laughs> welcome to Chicago
2: yeah right oh yeah that's that that's true that that's true
1: <laughs>
2: didn't even think about that <laughs> <laughs> we've wrestled
1: in Chicago plenty of times we know.
0: So, um, yeah, that match was really good. You talked about the spots, the high spots, the you know, the trash can spot that was amazing. What these guys can do, what how athletic these ladies are, etc. Um, but I was watching this show with my wife, she was on her phone and she was watching with me, and um, we were talking, and she's like, she's a very at she. Not an advocate for professional wrestling whatsoever. Okay, so you know she and she loves movies, so she 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 notices these things that I'm like, come on, you could ruin it for a fan, but whatever. So the spot with the trash can, you know, it was interesting to see the other girls from the girls from Damage Control move over a, se- a, a step or whoever, and so they would be in position to catch her, you know. Yeah, and and then when Charlotte went up top, you know, yeah, she looked back and you say Cornette would love it, whatever, whatever. But to me, again, that she looked back to make sure they were in position. And it, when she does it without doing that, it looks so damn real. So, oh my God. And this one, it was like, okay, she's waiting. And again, you can see the shift of the the, the damage control shifting over to catch that. But, you know, so for me, they were like they were great moves. Don't get me wrong; they were awesome moves. Probably one of the – that you remember those moves throughout the night, right? So anybody that climbs up to the top of that cage and jumps off—that's epic, right? So I did like those moves, but you could tell it was kind of like they were in the wrong spot at the wrong time.
2: No, no, I, that's the that's the opposite actually, because what what we always complain about is Charlotte never looks like she should look we're happy she looked because normally she'll just get up on that top top rope and just jump it's like why didn't you look to make sure someone was there like that's what we 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 complain about and the and the and from from the wrestling side like her looking is it it's it's a it's a about time moment
0: <laughs> Okay, well, see me to me looking back says oh shit i gotta make sure my spot's there so i don't you know what i'm saying so I guess I'm as a fan side, I get what you're saying. As a wrestler, you're like, oh, she better look back. Mm-hmm. Because if she doesn't want time, she's going to get her, she's going to be, her broader career would end. Yeah. You well, know, So like, I, I get it, that. Um, but, I, go ahead.
1: I find it's a matter of realism. If um, I'm going to do a backflip onto somebody for real, you know, and they're hurt or whatever, I'm going to look back to make sure I don't moonsault just. Wee, and maybe I'll hit them. It adds realism to me like, okay, Okay. there's my target.
0: I go. All right, man. Yeah, if you talk if you said that, if you put it in that context, but shoot, the the trash can one, she didn't care. She got up there and she (laughs) dove. And she's like, dudes, catch me, please. You know, you you gotta know that's what she's thinking inside that trash can. She's like, Oh my god, I hope they're there.
1: Right. I've done spots with trash cans on my head before wow. and ne- never would I be 20 feet above a hard arena yeah, no, floor no and way. put a trash can on my head and just dive and be like, "Yeah, what happens, happens. Yeah. It's scary.
0: Right. I bet. You know, I love how uh, damage control came out in the Oscar masks, different ones. those were That was sick. Yeah. Yeah. pretty really Cool. Um, I hated the hair. I don't, I'm not a Bel Air fan at all. I can't stand the hair. I can't, I, She's a great wrestler, but I just I'm, I'm over that character. Um, what I didn't see, what I hoped was going to happen, was a heel turn by somebody. Mm. All we've seen was uh, there for a minute, you know, you know we had uh, Charlotte Flair and uh, Becky Lynch. I thought for sure they were going to go at it, but they hugged it out. Uh, what a what a WWE moment. Then, wow. they, were on to, then they came on to the press conference afterwards, and I love that spot where uh somebody said something about being a tag team and uh I think Charlotte Flair stood up or sat up and go, uh we're just dating right now.
2: You know, so, <laughs> so
0: pretty funny. But um I'm glad the, I'm glad uh the t- right team won. I thought the right team won. Um you know.
2: Well but, there's good. So I, I I think that not having a, a, a turn is probably going to lead up to something else. Me and Benito were or me and Sid were talking about this last night. Uh Bailey kind of carried the match and then took took the pinfall. So there might be the the boot out of Bailey from damage control. And I kind yeah. of agree with that when we talked about it. Um it uh it does kind of seem that way because they they didn't do something like that during this this match. There was not a lot of controversy. There was the whole Charlotte and Becky moment, and then that was it. But like,
0: right. yeah, but well, you seen our you seen Becky Lynch not Becky? You seen uh Charlotte Bailey back in the back? She's obviously is pissed.
1: Well, you know? I mean, Bailey. You got to remember, with all the additional members and stuff, they've been playing that off like they don't necessarily get along with Bailey, Um, making that tag match. um, I believe was was it Raw or was it SmackDown? I think it was Raw. They made the tag match, and they were like, "Well, Bailey, you need to be one of the people in the ring." You know what I mean? And she looked upset by that, and it just felt like I thought Bailey—they were going to screw over Bailey during it, but. Right. I think it's fine if she eats the pin and maybe they do it on Monday. Right.
0: And I, I see, I, I, I agree, Sin, because I see there was a lot of that that happened last, last night. Setups for turns. Several matches had that in it, you know? Yes. Like, you know, and you can't, you can't do it all. I mean, it's got to be systematically placed, you know? Who's going to be on Monday? Who's going to get it on Thursday or Friday? When are they going to do all this? So, but yeah, you're right. Uh, which leads to me to this question I want to ask about your guys' opinions as wrestlers. Uh, there was a topic on um, on TikTok that somebody brought up that fe- there's female wrestlers don't belong in all the gimmick matches such as war games, such as uh, the Elimination Chamber, Um I believe that they put the work in. They go to that gym as much as the guys do. They put their time in. They get. They deserve that spot. That's I
1: right? I have to agree with that. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, as a matter of fact, Becky Lynch getting busted open 10, 15 years ago. You know, they're not going to soak up that blood. They just want to let it be there. It's more visceral. Um that was part of why I was upset about the war games, just because they're women. If they get busted open or they want to do something that looks vicious, don't take that away from them.
0: Yeah. I think a I, lot of fans want to see the bra and panties match, the pudding match. To me, those were—I mean, yeah, they're women in bikinis, but that's not what I come to the show for.
2: You know? Yeah, like, there's 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 websites for that. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: Mandy Rose is on them. go, right. go join. Bigs, BTW7, what's up, guys? Hey. Um, so, yeah, any other closing remarks on the first match?
1: Uh, you know, it did one thing properly, that, that, that five out of five. It's making me wonder what's going to happen on Monday night. That's my final comment on that match, and a lot of matches did that.
0: Yeah. 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 So then we have one of my least favorite wrestlers going against my other least favorite wrestlers, the Miz and Gunther, Gunther, whatever. I both, I mean, Gunther's a beast. I just, he's what I call probably a Bob Backlund style, old school style. Maybe that's what I don't like about it. But um, anyways, what's your guys' thoughts on that Miz and uh, Gunther match?
1: I liked it. Uh, For me, it got a 3.75, almost a four out of five. Only because you go into the match, and they mentioned this on commentary. Um, what was he like a 5,000 to 1 odds on the betting that that, Miz was going to win? Um, so none of us went into this thinking Miz stood a chance. Hey, Johnny Cass, Uh, so uh, um, as I was saying, going into it, none of us expected the Miz to have any near falls or anything that was believable that he could win his ninth title and very good on the announcers pointing out Chris Jericho has nine and he was certain searching out nine, even though he's yeah. in AEW. Yeah. Um, I like that, uh, the match overall, the mids with the double low blow into the skull crushing finale. I thought for a minute, Oh my goodness, they're actually going to do this. Yes. Yes. And and that, for me, helped make the match. The, the little things, him starting out of the gates hard, and then getting shut down, and then him with the low blow and hitting the skull crushing. There was just moments in that match where I was like, man, Miz is going to win this, which I was not feeling like when they were entering.
0: Okay. Yeah. I agree with you, um Again, Miz proved me wrong. He went out there. He did his job. I thought stop. more than that, he was going to win that match. I loved his tights. I loved it. I have a, I have a, a enormous balls or something like that. I can't. It, what it was on there? That sounds pretty funny. But uh, yeah, that skull, that that finale that he has, skull, skull crushing finale, and his low uh, blows. I'm like, holy shit, they're going to do this, and <laughs> and I mean, it wouldn't have hurt my feelings to be honest with you. You know, it's about time that WWE stops him in that. Ring with the not with the Miz TV and puts him back in the ring to wrestle. He could do damage if he's if he's in the ring and used properly as a wrestler. I don't think this is over. I think he could still win a title.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's a great. Uh, it
0: was a great match. Um, it did show Miz's strength. You know, it showed him as a badass at times. You know, and it's it was believable. But in the end, of course, with the chops and Duke just came through like he always does, and uh, he retained. So I'm not I'm not mad at that. Um, but that's how I viewed it. I, I said a three point seven five as well. I should say a four because it did have everything that I wanted in
2: it. So yeah, it had more than I expected. Yeah, absolutely. it missed one thing. What's that? That really hard chop that you take a bump off of. That's the <laughs> only thing it was missing. I was waiting for it the whole time, and it didn't happen. I was I was so happy for Miz because, like, you know. If you recall, there was a time, a couple years back, or some few years back, where where people were complaining about Dan- uh, Daniel Bryan being too stiff in the ring, and then you got a guy like Gunther in the ring now, and it's like, dude, you 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 could visibly see that's way harder than what anything that Daniel Bryan was was like throwing, and it's like, how is no one complaining now, like? And then uh, Miz was one of the ones that, that 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 used to complain the most about being too stiff, and he went through this match like a champ, man. His his chest was red, beat red by the end of th- 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 this thing. And oh man. I, I'm I'm proud I'm proud of Miz for going through this because like this is the first match that we saw of, of, of him actually go. Like all of his other matches were all just the gimmicky WWE match where he just did all the easy stuff. This one he actually worked a match and he did great. I, I loved it.
1: I love the shout out to Bret Hart and two different points in the match. Yes. The figure four on yeah. the corner turn post um, and the crawl up the uh, turnbuckles, flip over the guy when he's got you in the sleeper to pin him. That yeah. was also how Bret Hart beat Piper for the yeah. same belt. I love that.
0: Yeah, that you know and WWE has been doing a lot of that payback, you know, stuff like that. So as a wrestler, I gotta ask this question: um, How hard and how hurtful are those chops? Because you guys have all took a chop, I'm sure.
2: Depends on who's giving them. Who's the <laughs>
0: hardest one that gave you a chop, Bam Bam? Oh, man,
1: I gotta be in the top three, right? <laughs> uh,
2: you know, out of out of respect, yes. Uh, the hardest chop I've I've never taken it. But I've seen it, and it's damaged. The person that I I think chops the hardest in in Chicago land has to be Marche R- R- Rocket. Yeah, he's. Uh, but I've never taken a chop from him. The funny part is my friend has, and it left a welt on his chest for like a month. It was rough. Um, I, I mean, the hardest chop I ever I ever took. Like I don't I don't think, I think honestly, man, it's. it's it's Back not necessarily chop. the first chop. It's, it's actually the next three. <laughs> <Is what hurts laughs> the Cause I mean, I've had welds too. I, I can't even think of who, who, who chops the worst. Cause they all suck. Like they all hurt. It, it, just, there's no, there's no stopping it from hurting. Like, like the first initial Im- impact, like there's so, there's so many guys that just throw good chops and it's like, like sin right here. He throws some, some hella mean ones, man. Um, <laughs> And and it's usually like the first really good one that, that you wake up, you're like, oh man, shouldn't agree to this one. And then here here comes three three more, and you're like, oh, I have to take it. So here we <laughs> go. You know.
0: Now would you guys say that is the hardest received move as a wrestler?
1: No. No, 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 no. No. It's no. one of the safest, too. It hurts, but it's super safe.
0: So is, that's not that's not the most hurtful one? No. Have, no.
2: There's almost, some submission holds that that, that hurt way worse because some of them you just some guys just shoot it in.
0: Yeah,
1: Kurt Rigsby literally almost choked me out in a match once because oh, wow. I told him to shoot. He's an MMA fighter. I told him to kind of sink the choke, and he did. But um, for for uh, chops, the hardest chop I've ever taken probably was from Jonas the Giant, uh, rest in peace. He uh, he was part of the original powerhouse wrestling. And a couple other companies. And Jonas that's like six seven six eight. He had a hand like a frying pan. And when wow. he came down and smoked you, your chest was screwed for the next week or two. It <laughs> was just going to be scarred up. But for stiffness in a match like uh, Joey was talking about, me and uh, Milo Cash always had an agreement. We worked each other multiple times. We were always under the understanding that we were going to work at what we like to call hard Japanese style where yeah. we were just going to throw stuff and we beat the crap out of each other for 10, 15 minutes in our matches. Wow.
2: Yeah. Awesome. The, the funny part is, is, is you know, you, you get that stinger from, from that chop, right?
0: And yeah, like that initial- most,
2: most of the times people will uh, not chop unless they, um, unless they have to in the moment. I'm always the guy to start it in any battle Royal that I'm in because I think it's funny. Because it's the most realistic thing that, that we can throw. And some people's punches don't look, you know, too good. <laughs> oh, you were bringing up the beginning
1: of the women's match earlier about the yes. how they look lost. Bailey's punches looked fantastic. That is one thing I noticed. Yes.
2: Yes, they looked great. <sighs> they, they were all solid. Looked awesome. like she was killing her.
0: So we're now we're moving down to uh, Santos Escobar. Versus Dragon Lee. Um, go ahead, son.
1: Ah oh, man, this is so hard to rank because I felt like Dragon Lee did not get to do as much as I would have liked to see. Um, but that's the point. I guess so. If you're building Escobar, but I, I kind of feel like they kind of buried Dragon Lee. Um, you don't. You don't agree with me on that. I mean, no. I mean, his first. Real pay-per-view match, they're already going for the mask. He's getting his ass kicked, in my opinion, 80% of the match. Um, not as much high flying. I mean, he didn't do anything we haven't seen every other guy do, jumping over the top rope, flipping, hurricane ranas. I mean, he didn't I didn't watching a lot of lucha matches, especially in the indies, I felt like it wasn't a true they they just avoided doing lucha. Yeah, you know what I mean? Most of the match. So I was a bit disappointed in that match. That match, I think I ranked it a little higher initially, but looking back on it, um, probably a three out of five, a little bit better than average for me, but it didn't it didn't give me that lucha feel that I was hoping to get out of that match.
2: Well, I don't think you are going to get that, and the reason being is because this match should not have been on a pay per view. This match should have been on a, you know, SmackDown or Raw um, uh, event, and and it's because this this wasn't meant to actually, uh, you know, be a blockbuster match. This was meant for Escobar to like send the message to Mysterio, like they say in in the beginning. uh, Corey Graves mentions that it's. Escobar was once known as like the king of lucha, and like he could put out a wrestling match lucha style, no problem. But the whole point was to show the disrespect for lucha wrestling by tearing the mask off by showing ray like look this is not what what this wrestling is about or this is not what we're about we need to, to push uh, above and beyond like from that heel aspect like this this was supposed to be more more of a storytelling match than an actual lucha match because i saw where it got into being lucha but like they toned it down this was the most kosher lucha libre match i've ever seen and um Definitely meant for a story instead of a, um, instead of what it should have been.
1: <laughs> but how do you feel about Dragon Lee moving forward? Do you think this hurts his chances?
2: No, I don't. I don't think so as a, as a whole. Because if you if you talk about one match that would define a career, I, I mean, man, like there's. Look at some of the other guys that went from jobbing out or you know stuff like 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 that to like to like making it. There's a. There's a a huge plethora of people that have came out and got their 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 asses handed to them like this, and still came forward. Good point. Because WWE does a great progression for this. So like Dragon Lee just got off of NXT, right, and he got moved up into this group. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he he'll he'll get. Well, then again, the track record with WWE and, and Luchadores, besides Ray Rey Mysterio, is pretty rough. But I mean, I think there's still a way to turn this around if if they actually give him that opportunity. I, I I do believe that.
0: Right, and I agree with you. Um, it, that match could have been on a Raw. Let's be honest, it really could have. Um, it was a good match. Uh. I can tell Escobar is gonna win. Um, but I will give hope to, I have to give respect to the commentary and Rey Mysterio because a comment was made. Um, Ray was saying that he's calling Dragon Lee the future of uh Lucha Libre. And so that getting that push from Rey Mysterio is huge for so whether the outcome was a win or a loss, to get a push from Rey Mysterio, that's yeah. pretty that's pretty solid. You know, it just
1: and, uh, it just seems from the match. I think Escobar is going to get a little more of a push out of it than Dragon Lee. And I think he the,
0: needs right. to because I think he I think he's going to be a great heel. I think he they needed to continue that story. But again, they could have continued the story on a Raw or something
2: like that. Well, I but, I, I I just hope that that he's not uh, Alberto Del Rio 2.0. I, uh, not, I can't. It, yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: I was worried about that because they
1: did mention on the way down. I think Wade Barrett said. Um, When he showed up his first night on TV, he had a Rolex already, you know. And, you know, I'm like, oh, are we going to go the rich Mexican route again? Um, Yeah. But even if they did, I feel like um, Escobar is more prepared, a better person to do that angle with than uh, previously done. You know what I mean? I think he'll do it much better. Right. Yeah.
0: So we move on now to the women's world championship. Zoe Stark versus Rhea Ripley.
1: I was pumped for this match. <laughs> I, I I was expecting big things. Um, the match was actually really solid. She pushed Rhea to the limit. Um, I think that's the most you can look for out of, uh, uh, developing star, which I think, uh, she is, you know what I mean? Um, she almost hit her finisher. The fact that she could flip her Whiplery around like that, you know, then go into the reversal—that that says tons about both women's wrestling skills. Uh, she shouldn't have put makeup on her face. That that just seemed odd to me.
2: It was a war. It was, it was a, a war. war.
0: I agree, but uh, that was that was sick makeup, bro. That was, <laughs> I, I I ain't gonna lie, the the the, the like the. Like the rip across the face? That, the that rip across
1: cool. the face was kind of cool, but I, I would have rathered camouflage or something to go with her gear. But maybe oh, I'm shit, just shit-picking. Shit.
0: She looked a lot better than Rhea Ripley's makeup. Holy crap. I,
2: I was disappointed with with, with with Rhea's gear. That's the only thing that made the match rough for me. She had those, like, chaps on, and yeah, every time she, like, took a bump, she looked like – uh I don't know. It was like uh, watching on the Indies when you got that super tall beastly girl, and she takes the bump, and it just looks weird because of her because of her gear. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like that's what I felt like this whole this this whole time, and it was like otherwise the match was amazing. But I'm sitting here <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm like God, why would you have to wear chaps to this one? You could've <laughs> done anything else. Put your knee pads and boots on and call it a day. All, all right.
1: Did you notice her boots match Dom Doms?
2: Yeah. yeah, I think Graves said that yeah. out, of, out of nowhere.
1: I think that's what she went with the chaps because, you know, it was the hide kind of, you know, I, I can't think what it's called, but the cow, you know, multicolored
0: right, boots. Yeah.
1: And the fact that she went with the chaps, I'm like, is that what she's going for, to match the boots? Because that confused me
0: as well. <laughs> no, it was a good match. I mean, Zoe Stark, she's going to be a I mean, she already is a star, but she's gonna be a big star. I can, can't take nothing rot away from her. She put out a show. She her and Rhea Ripley worked good together. I think you're gonna see more down the road. I think I'm not a, I wouldn't lie, I think uh, Triple H is gonna try to push those Stark some more. I think so um, as well. You know, but of course, who you're not gonna take, I mean Rhea Ripley's not ready to lose that belt.
1: You know? No, no.
0: I told my wife, I she she looks at China 2.0. She looks, you know, not as big as China, obviously, but
2: yeah, I was gonna say she's that bodybuilder type girl, but like I I'm I'm I really hate uh, that that whole um, I'm a monster aspect when you're five two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. mean, Zoe and Andrea both have some height to them. Yeah, they're both tall.
0: Yeah, and being Zoe Stark's first. Big match.
1: That was. She put on a
0: pretty good show. Yeah,
2: I was. Not, I was, I well, was actually- okay. In my defense, she looks pocket pocket sized. Okay, like you know, you stand up to t- t- the ropes. They're like where where the average person would would, would would stand. She's standing there, and it's like it looks like she's a, she's just under you know f- maybe five five seven. Like I could be wrong, but like she <laughs> just looks short. To have yeah. that that a gimmick, especially next to Rhea, where Rhea is like tall as hell, right? Like
1: with her hair, giving her an extra three feet because of it was, was that. done. That's
2: hey, great. that hair made that headbutt look five times better. The one where she goes a springboard in and she just <laughs> yeah,
1: that <laughs> yeah. was, that, that, was that, that might have been the the move of the match. That was yes.
0: beautiful. That looked like it hurt like hell. Yeah, I sure did. I'm <laughs> like. So before we go any further, I'd like to thank everybody that's on the chat. We have six, seven people in the chat. Please, wherever you're on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, wherever you're at, please hit the follow or subscribe button to keep on um, getting more content from Huge Pop Wrestling Podcasts, Sin and Bam Bam, uh, going forward. Thank you guys for the support. Love you guys, and you guys make this happen. So then, Sin's giving the
1: official heart.
0: Then we have the match. You know, last night we had the game between Michigan and Ohio State. Of course, Michigan, my boys beat Ohio State's ass.
1: <laughs> you had to fine. bring that up because I'm an Ohio State fan. I, I mean, I'm just it.
0: saying, Shane Taylor, he was on. He's a guest on the show before. He's an Ohio State fan. Uh, Heel Kevin, if you're watching on Twitch, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, or whatever, you're an Ohio State fan. Ohio State lost, so I expect a video from Heel Kevin towards my brother, T on TikTok and proclaiming ohio michigan as the number one team in the nation and how bad ohio state sucks
1: (laughs) give it a few years give it a few years colorado the game
0: game. so i was happy i finished the day. then we got to watch war games and now we're talking about war games men's war games match
2: Mm -hmm. wait a minute i'm confused what were we talking about a second ago because uh I, i it's not wrestling i uh I don't know any other sports so was that was that, <laughs> yeah, was, that was that baseball or tennis?
0: Yeah, no. It was football and the University of Michigan V team beat those boys from Ohio State so Wait,
2: what's what's football? Is that that thing that 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 they play in Mexico with the ball yes. and the and the goals? Absolutely.
1: It's it's no, it's it's the one that it's the one that most of the Uh, top wrestlers used to play Oh, the other
2: one where they get really close in with the tights on Yeah, okay
0: (laughs) There's a quote that I'm going to say off of a a site, Bleacher Reports they said this, pro wrestling when done right is the best Mm -hmm. The main event of Survivor Series was done right
1: So many stories were told
0: the oh, cashing textbook. in
1: of yeah, the cashing the potential cashing in of money in the bank and stopped. Um I, I just uh th- there was so much going on there. The war between Drew McIntyre yeah. and, and Uso. Uh I think they could have done a little more with that, but you know, leading into that was perfectly done. Yeah, so um, even the
0: tension between Drew McIntyre and um and Damian uh, Priest Damian Priest. Wow,
1: yeah, that was that was very well done. Yeah. From a storytelling point of view, this was definitely the best match on the card. Um, I was surprised at the pop for Sammy Zayn when he got out of the shark cage. That was massive in Chicago. Who I'm not surprised.
0: That, who noticed? Did anybody else notice? He looked like he just came out of a workout. He had a big old green t-shirt with a sweat mark now. Like, <laughs> what the hell? I,
2: I've <laughs> seen some comments. Okay. After <laughs> Sammy came on and was like, I need to prove that I'm a I'm a main event like material and um like i there was a lot of comments after that that rob from a lot of people on like facebook and social media that that's like oh sammy Zayn could never be a main event guy he's he doesn't st- like stand a chance and blah blah and i'm like i'm sitting here and i'm like god you guys don't know wrestling yeah like you don't know wrestling at all if you're saying that like there's guys who can make it. Just it's, it's all about if WWE wants you to make it and where they write you in and how they write you. Right. And uh, Sammy Zayn, I'm I'm happy for him because if you notice, he's 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 been with the company for a long time and he's always been put on the back burners. Like creative just had nothing for him, or he maybe got some crap storyline that he had to try to get through just to get through. But he's, I guess, backstage. Sammy's like a really good. Like politic like for the business, so I mean that 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 helps you I, I guess in the, in the long run too. Now he's getting different. the proper push.
0: I, exactly, and th- talking about Sami Zayn, I was never a fan of Sami Zayn until the Bloodline started up, and I got to see Sami Zayn in person. He was at um where we I went to Pensacola Bay Center where they had to the Road to WrestleMania two WrestleManias ago, and I got to see him in a match. And how he worked the match, how he worked the crowd, how he interacted was amazing. And now I know of that of him. I'm like, holy, now he, I see that when he's on Raw or SmackDown. I see that that guy. I have mad respect for him. And he put on, he did a great last night. I mean,
1: well, so yeah, I feel like a lot of wrestlers have a lot of mad respect for him too. I mean, I've wrestled Napier. He uses the Huluva kick quite effectively. It's a beautiful move. I personally, uh, after watching him picked up the blue thunder bomb into my move set. So, I mean, he, he can do the moves. He's original. He does a lot of stuff that from a wrestler standpoint, you love.
0: Absolutely. And I love what they did with Cody road, you know, 1987, the American dream created war games, you know? So I, that mean, I love cool. that. I love that. You know, the original, you know, and I love his gear paid homage to, you know, all that. And it's just, it was good, you know? And, um, the match was great. I can't, I mean, like you were saying, send the conflicts between um, Jay Uso, you know, and all those guys on that team that didn't want to go against each other or with each other. Like, you know, and Jey Uso thinking, oh, shit, in the back of my mind is Randy Orton going to be the one that comes out. When's he going to come out? And then when he doesn't show up into the arena, everybody's like, holy crap, where's he at? Then they're locking that Cody Rhodes. Where's he at?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're lying to us.
2: I, I still, I still think it would have been ten times better, if everyone was like, "Where's Randy? Where's he at?" and blah blah, blah. and then they cut to like the video scene of Randy knocked out in the back, and then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then Punk comes out to fill his spot, and then at the end, Orton's music hits and comes out, and he's standing, he's standing there like what the heck? You know, like that would have been, I I thought would have been like, wow, now, now I really want to watch. Did punk knock out Orton for his spot? (laughs) Like, Oh crap, that would have been hot, but they didn't do that. But, uh, then seeing Seth Rollins reaction though, after that, I'm kind of glad they didn't because (laughs) that would have probably ended really bad.
0: So yes, Gina, there is a podcast at eight o'clock tonight. It's with the apex. Um, Ant, I can't that stealthful stealth Stouff, i can probably butcher his name but yeah, yeah I'm
2: not Ant- sure how Ant- to pronounce his uh, last name but uh, uh...
0: so yeah so yes yeah, so now that we're there but you mentioned this I was gonna save it till the end of the war to the end of the talk about the match but i'll play let's let's talk about the rest of the match I got a video i want to play
2: okay
0: because yeah. I'm, I'm sure we can fill a half an hour with my rants and your rants about what happened at the end but overall it was a great match. Um, I loved the hell out of that. We're talking about high spots. The tossing off of the um, top of the cage with the Randy Orton um, yes. RKO. That, was, that I'm sorry, Randy's got to have great timing. But if he doesn't have timing right, that's a dangerous-ass move.
1: Well, McDonough, um, when I saw him up there, I'm like, who they're – Uh, you know, trial by fire, this guy's first pay-per-view match. And, and he's doing this. I was like, and then the fact they didn't even pin him out of it, you know, he hits this and I'm like, Oh, this is the end. This is crazy. And then to see Randy be like, no, you, you have it. You have it. You're part
0: of legacy. Go ahead, Cody. Yeah. That was respect. Mad respect.
2: um... The, the reaction from Jay Uso though, in the corner, when Orton yes. did it, there was, there was, I watched it back four times. I'm like, okay, I want to see this land, this, this, this like landing. And then as I'm, I'm watching it, I look up and I'm just watching Jay in the corner. And he's like,
0: oh. right. that's, <laughs> I love that. that's, that's awesome. And then Randy looked at him and then he had Damian Priest coming over and Randy looked, at, I thought they were going to go. I was like, oh shit, here we go. And Jay's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And he goes and he super kicks that Damian Priest. I was like, okay, he's basically going, don't kick my ass, Orton. I'm gonna take care of this guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, it was that was another story within the story? Yes. With with that, I did not expect. I didn't expect Orton to come out and be like, okay, so I'm like, oh, is Randy gonna be, you know, heal right. now for a second? And then, like you said, you know, who saves the day for him? And he kind of is like, okay.
0: But I still think there's a lot. There was a lot of a atten- lot of tension, and they did. And WWE did great with the storytelling. Great oh yeah, with the storytelling. You know, and it's now you're gonna wonder. Okay, so Damian Priest and Drew McIntyre.
2: Yeah. Did you did you catch the possible foreshadowing though during that match? Mm-hmm. Did you notice that uh, Jay Uso started doing some spit punches?
1: Yes, to, rock, to is, rock.
2: Is that a foreshadow for WrestleMania?
1: He's done him on Raw though, or on SmackDown what? in the past. He's kind of getting his spit. Yeet. Bam.
2: Yeah, but like even leading up to it, though, like if you watch some of the spoilers to Punk's return or whatever, they've been saying, oh, like there's a lot of stuff in the background. If you just pay pay attention, you you can see that they're planning to bring him back because look at that and look at this and look at what they're saying. And then you got Jay doing the whole, you know, like, who knows? We might get Rock and Roman for, for Mania.
0: Here's a question for you too. Do you see in the future, based on what you said, in the future, Jay and Jimmy mending the fence and getting back together to help their help the um, help Roman Reigns?
1: Uh I don't know about to help Roman Reigns. I'm sure they'll do a mending of the fences at some point, but right now, both guys are are especially um, especially main event. Jay Uso. Is really gaining a lot of traction as a singles guy because of breaking free of it. So I don't see him doing it for a while. He's too hot right now. Yeah,
2: I I could honestly see a, an angle where Bloodline starting to fall apart, maybe leading into like the next quote unquote draft that Jay builds up enough momentum, maybe even winning Money in the Bank and taking it from from Roman Reigns to finally ending that streak is. He would be the one to do it. Like that would make the most amount of sense from a storyline standpoint.
1: So but I was gonna say, then the only thing I worry about is is he a true main eventer?
2: Like well, I think that's why I think that's why they they split him up and, and they got him on raw, and that they're trying to build him up to see how far that we can take it because his brother showed showed a lot of promise when you know, he when, when Jay was out, I, th- I think it was Jay that was out, right? They, yeah, they confused me because they're twins. It's like I can't remember which one's Jay and which one's a Jimmy, but one of them was injured for that w- a while and they were out or was suspended or something when they when they were starting the, the bloodline. And uh, uh, they were getting a lot of momentum with with the one and then the the other one came back trying to convince to not help and then now they're split up again. So is the I think Jay was the one who, who was out for a while because he had the the issue with the with the off camera stuff with the with the police and whatnot and mm-hmm. had the alcohol issue. But now they have to break him apart and see if he can perform. And if he can, he would definitely be the one to to do it.
0: Absolutely. Um, a couple other moments that I thought were good was uh, when uh, Cody Rhodes reached down the, the around the ring apron and pulled up the bull rope. That
1: was big. The yeah. the that paid yeah that,
0: that paid mad respect <laughs> to his dad, and then the interaction with Seth Rollins I think it was Seth and Cody going and Seth's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah i
1: I was a, I was almost slightly confused by that. I'm like, right.
0: why and Why does
1: Seth want the bull rope? <laughs>
0: right, and then all of a sudden they used it as a team, which is great. So that bull rope that was awesome. Uh, Dominique Mysterio getting his ass beat by <laughs> the whole gang, that was good. I, you know, so, and he did really good at. He, I mean, he's came a long ways in my opinion after yeah. he broke him away from his, uh, away from Ray. You yeah, know?
1: And you you look at uh, the whole progression as uh, Dominic as a heel has been done so well, yeah. and and uh, on putting it over on commentary when they're like, oh. Man, you know, it's like he's uh, like in prison again, where all the guys are going to yes. jump him.
2: That was pretty the entertaining.
0: Comment, the comment was made. He spent more time in those bars than he did behind when he was in jail.
2: That, <laughs> that was money. I was <laughs> laughing my butt off. I was like, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah. Good up, Eddie, he, he. did
0: it. He paid respect to Eddie Guerrero with the um that move that Eddie Guerrero did.
2: Three amigos. Three amigos.
1: Eddie, Three yeah. amigos. Eddie yeah. frog splash too. Uh, so, when we thought that was the triple jump off the top, yes.
2: Well, of course, he's got to pay tribute to his real dad.
1: Yeah, his poppy.
2: Yeah, his poppy. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: So the elephants in the room. Okay, so this topic can probably last however long we want it to last. Oh boy. Um, we can talk about the the pops, the the people that the returns, the Randy Ortons, and the CM Punks. Anybody here, I guess my first my first rant is anybody here look here, watch TikTok.
1: No, I I don't follow so, TikTok religion or so. other
0: other okay. On TikTok we have a bunch of creators. This is okay. I'm missing I don't know who I don't care who's listening, but the creators, you know what you know what you know. But if you know Randy Orton's gonna come in, there's a difference between popping up or just going overboard. There's a lot of guys out there making videos like they were like, "Oh, freaking out!" Like, on. <laughs> on, really? they really? You're doing it for the you're doing it for the followers. Maybe for the start, of Maybe yeah. I ought to start doing like that. Maybe that's why we don't get very many followers on on YouTube. Maybe I need to get over exaggerated, but I I think it takes away from the realism of what happened. You know.
2: Oh, they gotta I, have a paid reaction.
0: Yeah. yeah, but I get it. I get it, but be realistic about it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, don't hey, don't I'm, take your chair out and go, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I hate now, it. Realistically,
1: realistically, when uh the match had finished and everything had happened, we, we all know what happened afterwards. It's been talked yes. about. Uh, when I heard the music hit, I did stand up. I didn't jump oh, absolutely. Like I stood up, and I looked at Mel, and I'm like, Oh my god, he's there. Right. He's in and Chicago. I, and Mel's like, who? And I'm like, you don't hear like the crowd was so loud she couldn't hear the music.
0: Right. You know, and CM Punk. So that's a question. I have a question for you. So you're you're um Triple H, you're WWE, you bring back Randy Orton for the main event. Yep. And then you bring back CM Punk then the show. I Is think it, is it disrespectful to Randy Orton to bring... And that was his moment, right? That Survivor Series was Randy Orton's moment.
1: The RKO off the top of the cage.
0: Now, do you take... Because if you notice, once CM Punk came on, there was nothing about the War Games team, Randy it, Orton.
2: It definitely stole the finish. And I think that... I was even sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, man, they went into that pretty quick. They should have taken their time on. They should have let the celebration, they should have let them, you know, go and do their their celebration around. And then they should have um, went and then um, hit punk's music.
0: Yeah. but So everybody knows what happened there. So I got a video. I'm going to show the video. It's at, this one is it's pretty epic. I love. That's a side by side. So good
1: old. Yeah, that's, that's just pure beauty because uh, if you do follow social media, uh, uh, multiple times after Punk was released from AEW, Seth Rollins was very vocal about the point that he didn't want him in wwe He's a cancer so the fact that seth was trash talking him way before this deal got done was it it can lead into some pretty big things i know this is probably the most excited i've been to watch monday night raw in years
0: yeah well my dad's watching the show and he goes this is funny he says knock off the arguing so love you dad. <laughs> love you dad then I got this one. It's, of course, just a downplay of... Um... So, question. Work or shoot?
1: Work, shoot, maybe? I mean, how, how real was Triple H when he said that only um, him and Khan knew about the fact that CM Punk... Was there, and that's how they kept it under wraps. If that's the case, and the War Games team didn't know, and Seth saw that. All
0: right, let me ask you a question, Sin. I mean, come on. I laughed at that statement that Triple H made. Right? <laughs> I laughed. Okay, let's pull, let's set the grounds. CM Punk's not with AEW anymore. Yeah. CM Punk's in, is in, from Chicago. It's a major, one of the four biggest major pay per views. If you didn't think he was gonna be there, you got a problem. Because come on, that was it was so, so obvious that that would have been the right move for WWE to make.
2: I, I actually,
0: pass, if you pass on that, that would have been a total mistake for WWE.
2: I, I actually told my wife and my friend here um that if like we have to watch pay-per-view tonight like we have to because um with everything going on it's been the right time frame for a non compete clause whatever the case may have been like it's around that that time and triple h has always said like from now on we're going to be more quiet about our returns But like, if you really watch and you look at timing and release dates and stuff like that, and you look to this, it's like they were still like leading up to this pay-per-view. They were still like wondering who's going to be the final guy, who's going to be the final guy. So when they say Orton's back, you're like, oh, okay, well, that's, there's got to be more to this. So like when you started watching the pay-per-view and then they started getting into the whole, he's not here yet. That just it just kind of gave away that there was gonna be that surprise at the end, like something was like missing. So when Orton actually came out for me when I was watching, I was I was like, okay, that's all right. They did as they said, but they kind of fed us in a weird way. There's something more to this, and it's like, sure enough, at the end, because I'm I'm like I kind of told my wife and my friends, I'm like, look, CM Punk's coming back tonight. If he's coming back, if not, it's gonna be the first like raw after he's going to make some somewhat of a appearance in some sort of like surprise thing that, that they do but I totally called it last night and I just didn't want to get told by anyone like sin called me last night and I'm like don't and the first thing I, I, I said was don't say a word I yes. don't want to know just I'm <laughs> watching it now give me a minute he goes all right I'll call you call me when you when you're done I'm like all right and I hug up <laughs> well see it's weird
1: because he's not used to me calling him and talking about a pay-per-view, I'm usually calling him be like, hey, we got a match coming up. Are you ready to get your ass kicked? That's uh, usually how it
2: Well, right. yeah, seeing as hell, I'm taking the hiatus, and he called me at, what, 11 o'clock at night? I'm like, don't <laughs> say a word. I already <laughs> know what this is about.
0: How <laughs> do you guys feel that um Monday Night's Raw, isn't it isn't Monday Night's show in Chicago? No,
1: Friday no. was.
0: Okay. Yeah. So do you think it would have been do you think it would have been... Do you think it would have took away from the CM Punk entrance or coming back if it was just at a regular show? Or do you feel that it would have been just as huge and that WD, WWE should have stayed away from him at, at Survivor Series and let Randy Orton have his moment?
2: Well, I don't even think it's a Randy Orton moment type of thing because Orton's gone and returned dozens of times because of past injuries and stuff. So like this is no different than any other return really i mean like when when it gets down to the end of the day like i did really think that punk coming out after the fact they did not take enough time for that and i think that seth roll or rollins's reaction was actually a shoot because if you think about it we're still in a pg era and for rollins to snap out and middle finger say the f word freaking out like that's finable by wwe status like if if anybody on camera would have done that where cameras were facing them they would have been fined gotten in trouble whatever the case may be but like we're not seeing any of that right now for him getting in trouble because they were fixated on punk so So, there might be repercussions later for his actions like I could see WWE like finding him, but not really doing much of anything else. But like, I think it's really a shoot. Like, I think that, that like, they really did not tell those guys this was happening and they popped it out at the end. Cause the wrestling business is known to do that, especially like for a big return. Right.
1: Yeah. Like you think it was easier for knows.
0: CM Punk to come back because WWE is now taken over by TKO, which is MMA. And you think the connections were made easier for him to say, because there, let's be honest. He has beef with a lot of the WWE WWE guys.
2: Well, okay, so he, well, let me start off by saying this. This is my whole view on Punk. Right? Um, uh, there's a lot of people out out there saying, "Oh, he doesn't deserve to come back. He doesn't need to be there. His his time's up." Like I've seen a lot of negativity when, in reality, Punk literally took took his took his stuff and went home after one of the pay per views and every interview that you have of punk that you could go back and watch, like just YouTube it, he will tell you he was injured. He was sick. He had to use Z packs. He was constantly dealing with problems with his, with his, with his body. And WWE was just blatantly ignoring it. Yeah, any wrestler, right? Back. right back. any, any wrestler out there that is literally getting just ignored because of health or reasons, I would have probably have done the same. Yeah. And I I mean, I don't blame him for doing it is what I'm trying to say. Like, I mean, I mean, come on, like then you, then you got part-timers showing up that are, you know, here, let's, let's wrestle for a match. Let's take the title belt that actually I spent the last several years trying to make relevant and be decent again. And I'm just going to lose it to the rock. I mean, I could be, I could see being salty about that when rock and Cena didn't need the championship to begin with, to have their match. Now the next thing with Tony Khan, with the whole, you know, his battle with the elites, like in the backstage and stuff, we we all know Punk's got a temper, and you know, the Bucks are cocky. I met him backstage once. They're 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 cocky guys. I don't care if they're watching or if they see this. I don't care. I've I've heard it. Same same with Omega. Like when. Groups of people have the same views and they're getting their friends back and it turns into a fight. They all got each each, each other's back. It's just how things are now. Now, the last argument when they brought Punk back to for the second go, when he had the dispute with uh, Jack Perry because of that, that, that car spot where he went through the windshield or whatever it was that I agree with punk that that was unsafe as hell but the way Jack Perry handled it was way too indie it was like I'm not a pansy I'm just gonna do it because I'm on TV and it's gonna look good and it's like dude your health is at risk and I can see punk's point and then having Tony Khan get in the midst and try to cool him down and saying that punk lunged at Khan. well I mean, from what we've seen with Tony Khan, he's kind of a pushover to begin with. And there's times where I see him and I want to punch him. Well, <laughs> I know? agree. I agree. Like, I'm and like, oh my God, why is he a promoter? Like, get him away from there. Like one of
0: my favorite one of my favorite quotes that uh people say all over the social media about Tony Khan is he is a grown adult playing with his action figures that was given to us by his dad and putting them wherever he wants to, because he really don't know anything about wrestling. And yeah. Because he doesn't. And I love did you did you guys catch the scrum last night? The media. Uh, um, I love the fact that they
1: didn't put Punk on. Just right, wow. Well, to see, you him see what, that much more. You see what Cody Rhodes did. Cody oh, Rhodes he? Came up, he with puts the on a thing? He's
0: reading. He's he, he reading. He goes. Oh, enough of that ESV shit. Yeah, that EV, that EV, EVP. EVP shit. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, buddy. You know, but um, I'm a fan of, but sit on know this. My favorite wrestler is Sting. My second favorite wrestler is Punk. I get into many debates because I have the same opinion that you do. Jack oh. Perry. You know, I have, when I hear about Jack Perry and that whole stint with Punk being pissed off about, and he should have been, that was a dumb move. I remember when AEW started up, I think it was Cody Rhodes, if I'm not mistaken. He was laying there, and somebody did a attack on him punch, and he punched away from him, like that far away from him on TV. It looked so dumb. And, and Cody Rhodes is like, I do not ever want to work with that jackass again because he made our, our spot look stupid.
2: And I yeah. think that's
0: where, that's where Punk is. And I think people need to pay attention to Punk and his, what he says because he's very knowledgeable in what he's doing. And I'm sorry, he's a guy that doesn't give a shit. If you're not going to do it the right way, I'm gone.
2: Bye. Well, he's, he's vocal. That's what people hate about him is he's, is he's vocal. Absolutely. Now, as for... You know, I don't. I don't know, man. I can't sit there and back him because none of us know the actual whole story. But it's just one of those things where it's like it's the time and place. Like you know, uh, the questioning about how much control does Vince McMahon truly have on WWE at this point with his new owners? How 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 in control is Triple H? Like completely. Uh, I mean, from what we see, supposedly H is, is doing the story writing and everything else. And it could be that they might be sitting down with people with UFC and doing stuff too. And you know, who, who knows, we don't know for sure because the company, all the behind the scenes stuff is just what hearsay. And, um, I think what they're, what they're doing right now is great. I think punk coming back is the right time. And I think that like, it's going to mean a lot more of him coming back to WWE than AEW because WWE actually knows how to write a comeback. Now, AEW doesn't.
1: Uh, I just want to give some background on CM Punk from my experience. Um, I was in the Indies when CM Punk was still working Chicago. I've seen Punk work in downtown LaSalle in front of like two, 300 people. Um, a lot of the guys in back at the time when he was starting to get into Ring of Honor and stuff, believe it or not, Punk had a lot of heat with a lot of workers in Chicago. Um, this is nothing new. You know what I mean? There was, he always had heat with a lot of guys. Um, and a lot of guys would tell me, you don't want to work them, you know, if you have a chance. Um, but... Um, Triple H brought up the point that if you haven't changed over a 10 year period, you're doing something wrong. And I think Triple H just kind of grew up because we all know, I mean, the story's out there when Punk finally did leave over WrestleMania, it's because he wasn't in the main event. He was working Triple H. He felt that was beneath him. And H was insulted by that. And, you know, H has definitely changed over the years. And I want to believe in my heart because, you know, people change. I want to think the best of them. Punk's a hell of a worker and I'd like to think his experiences have changed him. And I, I really feel like, uh, out of the stories I've heard what happened backstage in AEW, I think Punk was in the right to be like, no, you know, don't do that spot. So, and for him to look into the camera and be like, this isn't fake glass and all this. And, You know, just for Jungle Boy to put that much more crap in there, basically spitting in a veteran's face, I think was crap. I don't agree with how Tony Khan runs it either. I think Tony Khan, if he really wanted to do something good instead of coming out and talking to the fans before a show and be like, oh, don't hate me. This guy did this and he did that. Pull Vince McMahon. All of a sudden just be like, "Screw, screw these guys. I'm the owner. You know what I mean? Make a rivalry out of it. Tell a story yeah. out of it. Yeah. Don't don't fire well, a
2: guy. Well, the other the other big uh, issue is is like you know. I I, I wasn't really around for uh, Punk in the the, the Indies, but we all know there's tons of workers out there that when they get broken into the business and they're told, oh man, you do really well. You're excelling. Your training is going great in comparison to where you're at now. And they get that big head and they're like, it's me. I just want to get myself over. I just want to do this. It's all about me because I just want to get signed. I want to do this, do, do that. I mean, for all we know, punk could have went through, through that. Cause he had a small friend, friend group going up in there. I know guys like, uh, well, Cole Cabana and Vic Capri and those guys know, those guys are the exact opposite of punk. Like, well, Cabana, I've had an experience with him where it is kind of about him. He just wants to do his work and leave. But yeah, me I mean, I've, I've seen have, that yeah. a lot, but like guys like Vic Capri, he'll, he'll bend over backwards for you. Um, so, like, I, I mean,
0: so here's I think what this will be perfect to what uh, sin was saying. And I think what you've been pointing out, I found this on TikTok as well. It's a CM Punk take. So I'm going to play it real quick before we go up here. I brought back up just in case they cut my microphone off.
2: Satisfying to me to kick your ass. And right now, this isn't CM Punk talking to Triple H. This is Phil Brooks talking to Paul Levesque. Not everybody has granddaddy and daddy behind them to usher them into the WWE. We don't smoke, we don't... This is stressful. He's done a little bit. You hear that? No. Well... They brought back up just in case they cut my microphone off. Satisfying to me to kick your ass? And right now, this isn't... It's
0: not working, but uh, anyways, in, at the end of it, it talks, it shows... Uh, Triple H and Punk's uh, side by side, you know, those two things you were talking about at WrestleMania and all that stuff where uh, CM Punk basically tells it how it is. And I think that's why I like him because he's not afraid to tell how it is. You know? Okay.
1: Oh, so. yeah. I mean, we all look at the pipe bomb. I mean, that made his career just going out and saying this is crap. I hate dealing with these people. In back. John Laurinaitis, who uh, I've worked with uh, a lot of WWE guys, uh, some like Lornitis, but the majority of them couldn't stand the guy. So when I saw that pipe bomb, I wasn't surprised.
0: So uh, I think the um, end of the show is that we all believe that that was the right time for CM Punk to come back. It was a huge pop for him to come back. Um, I don't think it overshadowed. I thought at first it would overshadow Randy Orton, but Randy had his, um, he had his moments. And they won, and I think, you know, he'll have more moments on Monday Night Raw, and I'm, I'm curious to see where they both go. Because basically, how it ended, it shows a lot of, like you, like we all agreed, there's a lot of storylines that were made in, the, in that match itself. And at the end of the show, even throughout the whole show, there was a lot of storylines that were once in a great time that uh, WWE finally put one show together that created a bunch more... You know, leading up to the Royal Rumble.
1: So, yeah, uh, totally agree. There was there was so much good stuff in there. Um, a good a good friend of mine and one of the best storyline writers I've ever met, uh, Kurt Razzo, um, I remember when we were talking about Punk, because got me thinking about this. He said to me he knew, like when Punk was in the RCW locker room and uh, was their champ. They like him and the other guys kind of knew like it, the way he handled business. If somebody was going to make a WWE out of this locker room, it was going to be him. Yeah,
0: well, it's good to see everybody back. You know, it was a great pay per view. I think uh, I'd give the pay per view probably a four out of five stars. Um, pretty solid. I, I was I was pretty impressed with the pay per view for one. You know, because they they needed to knock it out of the park. Because I'll be honest with you, I didn't think SummerSlam was that great.
1: I don't. I don't know that I thought the matches themselves were that great. The storytelling is what was great. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Last night,
0: so um, huge pop wrestling podcast. We do have a uh, interview tonight, eight o'clock central, with the Apex Um, and uh, Bam Bam. If you want to send some uh, questions and join me in the chat, I'd love it. If Apex is listening, you have a. I have a feeling you have one hell of a night in store for you. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so Just a fair warning: uh, shots are fired, Bam Bam. I think he's gonna challenge you uh, with some questions, and that's up to you how you respond to him.
2: Oh, I already told him. I messaged him. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, hey man, I'm gonna be there to troll you. He goes, oh no,
0: <laughs> shots fired. Even on a huge pop wrestling podcast, there's shots fired. So um,
1: I always make- feel like Bam Bam's the indie version of Owen Hart. He's the prankster. He's the jokester. You know what I mean? He's he's kind of our indio in heart here in Illinois.
0: Awesome. So uh going Whoa, forward, damn. Um, you
2: know, I appreciate that. That that's a compliment.
0: <laughs> that all right. Going forward, um, it's on Thursday starting December 17th. It's gonna be the extreme power hour with Sin and I. And Bam Bam, if he can join us, it'd be great. We're just talking all wrestling. Thank you, everybody, for joining in the pot the podcast tonight. Today. Um you two don't go anywhere i'm i'm playing out a exit song and i'll be right back with you guys in the lobby so thanks again everybody uh thank you for tuning in um hit the follow button hit the subscribe button and we'll see you guys later
2: all my dogs make some noise up in this house who is in the house who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction So you know what's going down And when the drive-by's coming Then you better hit the grind Cause when your body hits a the canvas Then your head just knocked out. Who is in the house? Who is in the house, it's the gate Of the structures so you know what's going down And when the drive-by is coming Then you better hit the grind when your body hits the canvas Then your ass is high, Fight with Adrian Whisper It's like a fight with the devil Because when he dealing with you You cannot get on this level Fight with Adrian Whisper It's like a fight with the king It's like a fight with the army They got the tanks and everything He's leaving bruises and stitches Possibly leaving your crippled. Cause when he sets up the table And sends you straight through the middle Dicks the decree dick. Beat that ass with a lightbulb Keep a piece of glass embedded in the back of your skull Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction so you know what's going down And when the drive fire's coming then you better hit the ground Cause when your body is the canvas then your ass is knocked out Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction so you know what's going down And when the drive fire's coming then you better hit the ground Cause when your body is the canvas